We are going to be in Genesis 1. This is a little bit of uh, actually kind of a different teaching for me. Normally, I will have a couple of uh, points, like statements that I feel pretty strongly about, that I feel like the passage supports. Um, This morning is going to be uh, kind of a, a linear thought process and I'm going to land on just one request. So I'm not going to give you a list of points. I'm gonna dig into something uh, together with you, and then I'm going to end with uh, a specific request that I'm going to extend to you. Uh, Call it a homework assignment, if you will. Uh, A good one, though. Not the bad kind of homework. This is the the good kind of, you know, soul-satisfying, Uh, homework. Um, But we're in Genesis 1, and I have so been enjoying again, even in our current context, which is of course different than the last few times that we went through Genesis, I have really been enjoying again just my own uh, engagement with these these ancient narratives um, about our beginnings. You guys remember Thomas from the Bible? Bible Thomas? What was his nickname? Doubting Thomas, that's right. And his nickname was Doubting Thomas because he famously said, and actually this is a bummer because I don't know that we really know much else about Thomas. He doesn't get a lot of uh, coverage in the New Testament narrative, but we do know this story, and that is that he was one of the last ones to see the resurrected Christ, and he famously said, I won't believe it until when? I see see it with my own eyes, right? You guys know, you've been there, you know what it's like to be in a situation where you say, I hear what you're saying, but I won't believe it until I see it, right? Yeah? Uh, A number of years ago, we lived, some of you remember, we lived above what used to be the Honda shop over on Ocean (laughs) Drive. In an apartment above there, um, and uh, we had, uh, by the time we moved out of there, we had six kids, and it was wonderful because, you know, the parking lot was populated with ATVs and snow machines and boats that they could climb on. Not really. So. Uh, For for those of you who can imagine this geographically, uh, we're surrounded there by some uh, other buildings in that neighborhood, and then off to the west, just a little bit, there is storage units, rental storage units, and between the Honda shop parking lot and the line of, you know, four-wheelers that are under repair, there was a small band of spruce trees between uh, there and the storage unit. Well, uh, uh, like nine or ten years ago, uh, Sayla, my oldest, was playing with her cousin Debbie, and they came up to the house and they said, Dad, we found a bear in the woods. Well, it's not really the woods, it's just a, a little clump of spruce trees separating two buildings. And I said, oh, you found a bear, cool. Gauging my response, they were confident they had not communicated properly. They said, no, Dad, we found a bear, a black bear, in the woods. 
Oh, so you saw a black bear? Was it like, where, where was it headed? Where did you, no, no, no. We found one. We have one. We found a black bear in the woods. Like a, a teddy bear, you found a, no, dad, we found a real bear in the woods. Oh, like a carcass, like a, like a dead bear? No, not like a carcass. Dad, we found a bear and a mountain sheep. And like any good dad, I did not say, but I was saying to myself, no, you did not, right? It's not possible. Dad, come and look. So they take me out. We walk 10 feet into the spruce there, 20 feet maybe, into the little clump of spruce. And there, behold, is a full uh, skull mount, red velvet, black bear rug, and a shoulder mount, doll sheep in the woods. My daughters had found a black bear and a sheep in the forest. They were actually stolen, we found out later, from the storage unit next door and discarded in the woods. I won't believe it until I see it. I had a friend that I met with, this was a number of years ago, a guy that I discipled who was asking faith questions about relationship with God. And we talked almost weekly for probably a year. And it seemed like after a year, he had not moved any direction in regards to faith. And I finally asked him one day, I said, what is the evidence or what is it that stands in the way of you, of you crossing that threshold into believing? And he said to me, I, I need some additional proof and I don't even know what that is. But I have, there has not been for me in my life a sufficient uh, sign, a proof of God's existence, of who he says he is. And I admit to you that I don't know what that sign is that I'm looking for. I just know that I haven't found it. Until I, until I see with my eyes, I cannot believe. I said last week, as we go into the Genesis narrative, there's a couple things that are going to happen. And one of them is, so as we go into the Genesis narrative, uh, as, you, as you engage the scriptures, your view of God, your expansive view of God grows, right? He becomes greater to your own mind and your own heart. But what about the person who is not engaging the scriptures? What about your friend who, who does not meet God in his word, and yet, yet you long for them to also know the great God that you know? How will they find him and encounter him and meet him What about the person who is open, is receptive, and is waiting for some uh, evidence, some encounter, some uh, sign or proof? 
that the God that we know and love is really there. Well, I have a heck of a deal for you this morning. You like discounts. This is quite a deal. What if, what if, what if there was a way to take an invisible God and, and have that God be made visible? His, so we know that, that God is, is hidden from our sight, right? What if there was uh, a way for his invisible attributes to be made visible? What if there was a way to, to show or to manifest or to make visible his great power? Not only his great power, but his eternal power, that is, uh, the power that belongs to him as God that is not changed or diminished over time. Not just a brief example of it in time and space, but what if his eternal power could be made uh, evident, visible to us? I'm going to sweeten the deal even more. You ready? What if there was a way for his Godness, his, his nature, his God nature, the specific qualities that make God God, what if there is a way to lay those out for the eyes to see? His divine nature. And what if you could make visible his invisible attributes his eternal power, his divine nature in such a way that the person who then saw that said, I understand now. I see it. I get it. I comprehend it. In fact, what if there was a way to show his invisible attributes his eternal power, his divine nature so clearly that not only would the person seeing it understand and say, I get it, I see it, but the evidence would be irrefutable, undeniable, unquestionable. That'd be a pretty good deal, yeah? Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Not only seen, but understood through God's creation, through the things that he made. So, 
so convincingly that those who see are without excuse. As I was prepping for today, I thought, you know what would be great to show is a video clip of creation framed in this way that we would be looking to see God's invisible attributes, that we would be looking to see his eternal power, that we would be looking to see his divine nature through creation. And the, the, the reality is we have some great footage of creation these days. You guys have watched Planet Earth, right? It's crazy. So I did some little digging online, I'm looking for a video clip, and I came across one, and I looked at, we in fact, we looked at a couple different ones together, and I landed on one, it's, it's from a, a BBC documentary along the lines of planet Earth called Seven Worlds, One Planet. And I, I watched the video a couple of times, I thought, wow, this is really good, it's such a vivid display of God's creation. And it wasn't until like the third or fourth time through watching this clip that the lyrics to the soundtrack of the clip caught my attention. In fact, I ended up playing it several more times with Romans 1.20 in mind. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly manifest through what he made. Let's take a look together. Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. And God called the vault the sky, and there was evening, and there was morning a second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let dry ground appear, and it was so. And God called the dry ground land, and the water gathered he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds, and it was so. And the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the third day. 
And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the great light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars, and God set them in the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day, and God said, let the water teem with living creatures. And let the birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and what moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds increase on the earth and there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food, and it was so. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. The artist in that video, Sia, part of the reason I found that to be so sort of uh, almost haunting in a way is that it resonated with my own heart. I was so moved by this incredible evidence of God's creative glory captured so well, and yet in that context, we want to see him more clearly. Would you give us a sign 
Our own eyes deceive us. Our own mind is darkened. We so often fail to see, even as believers, the flashing billboards of his greatness and his glory. Remember the story of Saul when he met Christ? He was blinded. And as he was prayed for, and his new spiritual life began, it says that there were physical scales that fell from his eyes. It is a miraculous work that God does in our hearts to remove the scales that sin have created that inhibit our capacity to see and comprehend and appreciate his glory made manifest through creation. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, understood through what has been made. We are without excuse. Everywhere that we look, the truth of God and who he is is shouting at us. I would guess based on the lighting that I see out of these windows, that for many of you, if you look out your window right now, the truth of who God is is being broadcast through the glass windows into your home. And yet, man, isn't it easy to miss? And I don't mean miss it like we don't appreciate that it's beautiful. I mean miss God communicating specific information about his character and nature and power through what we see with our eyes. The things that in Genesis 1 were, were in his heart that he brought into tangible reality, material reality. God is telling us about himself through what has been made. Today is a special day. Do you know what today is? It's my 22nd anniversary. Some of you are married, so you know what most of you are married, so you know what this is like. In the context of dealing with marital struggles, and saying, God, would you help me? Would you show me what I'm supposed to do, that you're here, that you're present? Blinded to the reality that my wife, that woman, God's creation, is actually a declaration to me of his character and nature. Psalms 19, beginning of verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them, and yet... Their voices go out into all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. God's creation declares his glory, not in the way that we declare it, but it is declared. So here is my one request for you this week. 
as we are apart from each other, as we are missing the fellowship, the, 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 the corporate gathering, the physical gathering of saints, here's my request, is that as you go about your week, you would look carefully at God's creation, that in doing so, you would listen for a truth about Him, and that in doing that, you would join in the praise that is already going on. Psalms 148, I'm going to end with this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at His command they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do His bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, princes and rulers on the earth, young men, women, old men, children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name is exalted and His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. God, reveal Yourself to us. Remove the blinders. Enable us to see Your glory and experience Your truth through Your creation. In Jesus' name.